Material Components, Season 2, Episode 9, Escape from Talgan City. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Heck yeah. Mm. What's up? Totes cool. goats. Okay, Reed. Now, if you're not going to take this seriously, we're just going to turn the podcast off, okay? Yeah. Don't make me turn this thing around, Reed. <laughs> uh, I haven't hey, taken everybody. anything seriously ever, so. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Shay, and hopefully I have a handle on my character voice now. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari, everyone's, and I say everyone's, favorite Mac pilot. It's true. And of course, Even before Oswald's. we begin today's session, I of course need to ask my that same girl. question. I ask every time, and that is, Reed, for your sins, do you remember what happened last time? <laughs> this is all I have to do to account for my sins? Sweet, I believe so, dumb. yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, uh, last time on Dragon Ball Z... I'm sorry, I was watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z clips. Earlier. Um, last time on Material Components, our heroes tried to wait out the remaining days until their interview with the savior of the people of Talgan Three, Lord General Moonstone. I got the name right, Mike. Right? Yeah, Lord General? It. Not Super Lord General. The name of what? Lord General Moonstone. I don't... That doesn't sound real to me. What are you talking don't about? Don't fuck with me, Mike. <laughs> now that you say it out loud, it sounds very Sounds so made up. Sounds yeah. so... Funny. Yeah, so silly. Um, oh, Let's see here. While he spent the days uh, waiting, Shay decided to attempt to meta-dive in an effort to send a message to... It was to the Cole Foundation, not to Duma, right? I think it was just kind uh, of to anybody. Foundation. Oh, well, okay. To so anyone, anyone who was listening. You know. uh, no, it was the Cole Foundation. Great. Okay. Inside, Shay found that there were seemingly that they were seemingly alone in some sort of strange private instance or copy of the MetaNet. Then, out of the virtual and slightly anti-alias shadows, came a giant, jagged creature made of dark fractal spikes. Luckily, Shay was able to escape and return to their body. The next day, we met the Lord General Moonstone. I don't know. Is it Mike? I don't know at this point. Uh, a very formal affair, a few drinks and conversations. The Lord General answered questions, but something seemed to miss. Our heroes couldn't remember how they had arrived at the General's mansion, or was it a uh, like a? It's like a building, right? Like a. Well, it was a yeah, it was a building, um, but <laughs> yeah, was with it four, with four walls, perhaps? Just condo. Mm. Just a yeah. condo. There is a fifth a wall, but most people don't look at it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyways. Um, discussion was had, um, and then the conversation started from the beginning again. Our heroes' minds rewound slowly. The matrix-like illusion was shattered. The world of the Lord General's manse fell, and our heroes awoke to a dark interior, their bodies strapped to rigs, allowing for the connection to the copy of the metanet. There in the room, our heroes broke free from their restraints and faced their captors, two stout and dark-jagged armor-clad individuals with bright red goggles wielding cattle prod-like weapons and they attempted to fight our heroes unsuccessfully. 
Using their super good dice rolls, they dispatched the pale skin <laughs> menaces and gathered their equipment to make their escape out into the dark of the flooded district of Talgan 3. And that's what happened last time. Hey, that was great. Yay. Very good read. Yep. Once a month. You get one of those a month. You are forgiven. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah I can sin fun. again. I gotta start it anew. Free to sin anew. As I take a sip of wine. My vice of choice. But yes, over the last few sessions, y'all had slowly been discovering the fact that Lord General Moonstone, a totally real person, may in fact have been a simulacrum of some kind. Put forth to... Well, you actually don't really know why. There's a lot of questions still up in the air about the whole situation here on Talgan 3. All revolving around this mysterious substance that has begun to be referred to as Athium Glass, a crystalline metal that was created when the moon exploded. I believe that is the technical term. That is, yeah, the scientific term mm-hmm. is exploded. Mm-hmm. Exploded, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we, came up, we, we went over this last time. There was neither uh, an explosion or an implosion. There was just a plosion. Well, that happened when the shard of the moon you'd previously been on was erased by a ship attempting to warp in atmosphere. Is just a plosion. Mm. Mm. But leastways, all of these clues added up to the the final confrontation with the Lord General Moonstone, in which you eventually were able to rend your way free of the machinations. We only did a couple a few cycles that we were aware of. Yeah. Upon awakening, you discovered that you had been trapped in this propaganda mind-changing strange metanet-adjacent loop of, you're, again, not exactly sure precisely what was trying to be accomplished here. There were some theories bandied about, about slowly overriding your minds to be more accepting of the Lord General, uh, of be a more pliant towards his, quote-unquote, will. But you're really unsure, and what you're most unsure of is exactly how many loops you went through in this conversation with the Lord General. All you do know is that in the real world, probably, three (laughs) turns have passed. (laughs) I mean, and how long was the conversation? It was, it's a a matter of minutes, right? The conversation that you experienced, the last couple of them anyway were maybe about an hour. Okay. That's still a lot of times in three days, assuming it's happening nonstop. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Hmm. What you do know is that your captors were strange cog-like individuals. The cog, commonly referred to as dwarves, are a species that are near extinction here in the Dragon's Wake and are known for their strange and, some would say, backwards technology that requires no Athium to function. For the most part, anyway. But these particular cog were of a somewhat horrific make, with much of their bodies 
contained in these terrible jagged suits of brutalist armor that seem to hide pale flesh augmented with cyborg bits. But you overcame your captors, you freed yourselves, and now you are in this abandoned, seemingly, building within the flooded district in the north end of Talgan City, out and in the darkness of night, for it is night, you hear the crackle of gunfire erupting in and around the city, the sounds of chaos beginning to erupt as it seems as though the head of the serpent has been taken out, and no one's in charge here anymore. So, Oracle Zero, as you stand looking out over this balcony into the rest of the city, bits of it still alight and powered, other bits of it dark, especially those areas directly around you, you hear a voice chiming from a tight beam comm unit that one of you is carrying that says, Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Knock, knock. I don't do that. I would never do that to Duma. He would take it too literally. Oh, Duma, it's great to hear your voice. Oh, easy Shay. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice, too. Was terribly worried you were dead. Yeah, um, I mean, we're not. We're not. Um, it was uh, looking pretty dicey there for a second, though. Uh, um, so how long have you been trying to get into contact with us? It has been several turns. Duma has only yeah. just noticed that Receiver came back online. Maybe uh, 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I think we're going to... Duma, uh, um, I'll call you back in um, 15 minutes or so. Duma will wait with rapt attention. Okay, great. Lovely that you're still alive too, by the way. <laughs> all right, see you in a tick. Okay, are we all in the same room? Yes. Are we in the same room as the stockpiles of Atheum glass that we found? You are in an adjacent room. You are on the balcony okay. overlooking the city in the flooded district. Uh, behind you is the small room that was in your strange mind-fucked fugue state, was a, a dining room, but here is that strange apparatus, now destroyed, that was used to imprison your minds. In several adjoining rooms, there are other strange machines, as well as a stockpile of ready-to-go Atheum glass. Is there, like, uh, are they in, like, big crates? Uh, or or are, are they in uh, easily grabbable uh, amounts? <laughs> yeah, how much is there? Imagine a large plastic tub that one might use for moving. Okay, so like a third of my body, probably. Oh, you could easily fit at least two Oswalds in one of these containers. Oh, oh shit. Um, <clears throat> uh, Florian, would you mind assisting me over here in this chamber? Oh, who was that on the comm, by the way? It, it was Duma. Oh, good, he's still alive. Well done. Uh, have him come and pick us up here. It seems the comms are back online. Um, 
uh, I actually had, uh, he's going to wait. Um, we're, I'm going to call him back in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, hopefully this conversation doesn't take too long. Hmm. Are we taking that back with us? We can't. We can't leave it here. What are we talking about? I was going to, uh, oh my God, I almost started talking in Florian's voice. Fuck me. <laughs> um, well, this is you, the problem should... with doing character, with everyone Please, doing character yeah. voices this season. Um, I could stop. It's fine. You just had a frog in the throat the entire time. Um, I kind of had a similar idea to Amari um, that we should probably get rid of it. If I mean, most of it, if not all of it. And just to be clear, we're talking about the device that was used upon us? Is that what we're talking about? No, they're That's talking about destroyed, the, uh, right? the glass. The Atheme glass. Oh, no, we can't destroy this. It's an incredible discovery. Think of the possibilities. Well, the possibilities are seemingly... And the weapons. Yeah, yeah, the possibilities are all destructive in nature. Um, I mean, not... Yes, but they don't... We don't uh, know that. What they're using it for is... But, um, you know how we kept the whole business most of the actual like business about our last mission from our employers because they answer to a bunch of corporations hmm, yes. um potentially I'm kind of we don't having know. similar yeah. feelings about this whole situation so we are led to believe that within the dragon's wake galaxy there is a zero percent chance that this would be created again is that is that the assumption we are going to make right now? Because the alt the alternative to us destroying it and having somebody else discover it somewhere else is that we will know more about it and therefore we'll be able to fight against it if need be. Do you follow? I do, and that's fucking the not... nuclear deterrent argument. Yeah, that's it's so kind like of is. like no, having them there's is bad. Some, there's a, a there's a. a a historical account of a place called Earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and a laboratory in the middle of the desert where <laughs> some poor sod was like, I've become death destroyer of worlds and it's sort of happening <laughs> for the rest of his life. Why would you name a planet after dirt? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. much sense. I mean, there was a lot of it. From the books I've read, there was a lot of dirt on it. So I mean, there's more water you know. than anything. I like, mean, if I you come to a place Bob. and a bunch of the trees have been cut down, and so there's a bunch of stumps everywhere, you might be tempted to be called that place Stump Town. Mm. But then you flip a coin, and maybe it I gets call named it the something clearing. else. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And then you grow, grow a bunch of roses there, and it becomes roses. Naming a planet after what's on it sounds like that's kind of a natural Midrian naming convention. I don't know. They just land and they just see the first thing they see, they name a planet after it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, I will say, just so you're not under any misnotions, there is a lot more than just one container of this stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just checking. I'm not trying to take all of it. I know there is a lot of it. Let's take some for examination and then destroy the rest. Uh, but again, right? I, I started. I started this whole. I started this whole thing up by saying, "Should we possibly destroy 
most, if oh, not all of it. I am open to it. Ooh, okay, yes. discussion. Probably, yes. I like, I understand your whole science. I understand your, your desire to learn about it. Mm. I totally get mm. it. It is an interest. It is very interesting. Oh, yes. But there's a lot of it, and it's real bad, and you saw what happened to the fucking Moonspire. Well, hello. how about this thought? That it is an incredibly powerful uh, source of atheism. Hmm? What might happen if we were to, say, detonate it, uh, blow it up? What kind of uh, unintended, uh, unintended consequences might happen from that? <laughs> It'd be real fucking bad. Yeah. Just put not, not to mention that I, this no, is I, like again, that I, this is like the natural the well, I mean the unnatural resource of this planet, and we actually have no authority or say over what happens to it. Also, and to assume that we know better than every other person on this planet about using well, it is. Uh, well, how many people do know about it? I, can't I mean, all of the people who have been propagandized, mm. for sure. Oh, yes. um, which, again, a part of this conversation needs to be, uh, should probably be, uh, maybe sending a, a broadcast with some of this equipment, if we can figure it out, to be like, hey, turn camera on weird dead body. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I have not dealt with anything like this before, and it just makes me very upset to think that all of these people have been duped by some nasty little people. Does anyone have any proficiency or specializations in perception? I do. Mm, nope. I think I have a... What you got? Uh, well, I have perception six, but then I have investigation as a D8. Okay. Cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just curious. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know why you would ask that, Mike. It totally because I don't have any of your character sheets in front of me. I don't know these things. Yeah, it's always good to know. Yes. So, what did we settle on? What was? What did we go with? Well, oh. uh, I, you know, I'm. I guess I suppose I'm reluctantly saying that we should have all of this stuff carted back to the storm's repost. Not my favorite outcome, but... Uh, Mike, quick question. You said at some point when we were landing on the like docking port, the docking spire, or whatever it was, um, that there were AA guns around? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I did. Does that extend... Do we know if that extends out to the flooded district where we're at? You don't. Okay, I should, I'm going to take a peek outside and check the... Skyline. So about that perception you don't got. Mm, there it is. <laughs> it's got this a D6 in it. <laughs> I need to level up. I, I know, know what I'm know, putting I it know. in. It's it's not perception. <laughs> um, glancing around the skyline in this dark area of the city, it is difficult to say if there are hidden gun placements at different levels of the buildings right, there's around no, you. 
there's no spotlights a la World War II Great Britain, like no. panning around looking for the Luftwaffe. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, technology is at a point where if you need to rely on line of sight to shoot something out of the sky, you've already failed. I don't know. A moon hit a planet. I, like, I don't know. Like, like the laser versions of that, though. Yeah. What you would know is based on where you are in the city and based on the position of the landing the the sky docks that you landed at you're pretty sure that the gun and bank emplacements there would be able to hit anything that flew to where you are you're not far enough north to actually have gone out of range of those you can see the sky dock in the distance if you look south okay gonna walk back in everyone everyone before we decide to load up all of the atheum glass yeah Mm -hmm. we're not flying anywhere and and I guess the, I said that in a moment of frustration. I'm not saying that again we have the authority to just take this with us. My concern is that we report all of this and leave this here for the Cole Foundation, and they decide that through whatever means and persuasion that they do get to just take this. I would like to. Pose I'm not a saying it's going to, to happen, but. I mean, How do it's... we know more people aren't going to show up and just take exactly stuff? leaving it here also, unguarded yeah. is a bad idea. Leaving it for us to come back. Not a good idea. Blowing it up is probably the only way to guarantee that it's safe and out of hands. Yeah. But, again, I have no idea how much all of this is going to equate to an explosion. Yeah. Maybe it turns into bubbles, okay? I don't know. Mike, I also have a question. So this Atheum glass has been used in weaponry, Mm -hmm. but it is not inherently... I mean, you were saying that there are some Atheum crystals that are used specifically for different types of magic is this Mm -hmm. does this seem like it's relegated the same way so that comes down to the difference between atheum the metal and Mm -hmm. athite the crystals okay this is 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 sort of both yeah so uh what you've seen of it in its raw form which basically equates to that little cube that you were given Mm-hmm. It just looks like a a lump of metal. It's a kind of a dark gray color with little lines of quartz-like veins in it. Uh, you know that athite in its most natural state is usually quartzy. It's like a, a milky white gray, uh, somewhat opaque. And that's the version that's super radioactive, right? No, the uh, athite, the the crystals usually aren't radioactive. The metal, oh, athium, the metal. is crazy radioactive. Because because oh. the crystals are what you use for like chems. Yep, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah the the idea is that the metal still exists. That element is still in the crystals. It's just so diffused through the crystal matrix. It's not as dangerous as like you know a hunk of plutonium that you've just got in your pocket. Demon core. Listen. Mary Marie Carey did it. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't she's think that not, ended well for her. As fam- famously was totally fine and all right. Yeah. Famously immortal. Yeah, famously yeah. Immo- famous immortal Mary Curie. Still with <laughs> us. The problem today. with immortality is you have to die first. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives on her heart. But mm-hmm. what you do know is that this particular substance, the glass, has been used as weapon, as to like modify weaponry being used by the warlord previously. Mm-hmm. What you were also told in the briefing was that it is volatile and mm-hmm. extremely powerful. Mm. If either the metal or the crystal form is met with a high enough concussive force, do they tend to erupt or, or, or they can, can it can. So that is a possibility. Kind of have to be trying. Sure. But if this, if this is highly volatile, I could be saying this in character voice. If this is highly volatile versions of that, then if, there's no telling what it could do. So I don't, I don't think that uh, destroying it, is in the best interest of the people of this planet, particularly the city, uh, which would be ground zero for whatever we unleash. And something you would all know, because it is common knowledge, when Athium reactors go critical and explode, something that'll happen is it creates elementals. The fallout from Athium just animates stuff. Elements of earth, steel, water. It just comes to life and starts going on a rampage. Oh shit. Okay, just kidding. We should blow it up so that we can have a freaking. We can have a fucking. Atheum glass kaiju. I don't have a mech big enough for that dog. Not yet, you don't. Okay, yeah, that's right. We have to destroy this one to get the upgrade. Right, right, right. (laughs) We build the mech around this mech, and that mech is the pilot for the other mech. Just go full current log on. It is in certain animes. (laughs) Very good ones, in fact. Uh Uh, Unfortunately, I think the best option at this point is to turn it over to the Cold Foundation. How do we do that? Well, okay, we that was my next send a message again, to them. Again, if the Cold Foundation doesn't have, like, you know, any jurisdiction over this material, so, I mean, that's a, a whole other thing. That, that is true. At some point, but uh, since the, I mean, we were able to get in contact with Duma, uh, hmm. it seems that perhaps this blocking of the uh, metanet and receiving and sending of data has been mm-hmm. removed. So we could get a message to the Cole Foundation and say, and check in and say, hey, first of all, did you mean to give us this mission? Because it's like super dangerous. Well, we and should also, just assume that they did it on purpose because we're the best. But yes, check in, tell them what has gone on and um, tell them about the anti-aircraft stuff and see what they can do about that. Yes. Because we're sort of stuck here. Yes, I I think that uh, going on foot right now might be a bit dangerous. It sounds like there's a bit of a war zone happening down there. But I think if we tell them what is in this building, I think they will prioritize it and, you know, swoop in and save the day or whatever they do. I don't know. I have a different idea. Oh, yes. Why? Why? Oh, he could probably do it by himself. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'd just swoop in with his stupid-ass fuck guns in his face and his ass hat. Stupid bastard. Anyway, love him. Love him so much. Uh, as we all do. We all as do, we all do. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, what were you saying, uh, Amari? 
Uh, Mike, does mm. this stuff, I, I like, I know someone asked whether it is volatile or not, but mm. would say putting it into a large flooded area and hiding it underwater be a good idea or not? Or is that going to spawn a elemental of Sentient ocean? Yeah. I mean, it might eventually. That's just a thing that happens with Atheum. Huh. But yeah. in, in the sealed containers that you currently have it in, and the fact that it is not a massively radioactive metal, as you would assume most Atheum is, this mm -hmm. stuff is stable, so it's a lot less likely to do that. And okay. no, you don't. I mean, the only issue would be you're leaving it just. I mean, you're not leaving it out in the open, per se, but it is... Open to the elements. Open to the elements, yeah. How... Also, how do we convince... Hey, Cole Foundation, we gotta go back for some stuff. For some you Don't worry treasure. about it. I mean, I think they'd understand. They'd know. They already know what's going on here. Okay. The other thing I was going to ask is... Is Atheum detectable by any sort of like oh like metal detector or long range scanner so to speak other than like a wizard i was gonna say <laughs> yeah because they're just a magic detector they got one yeah yeah absolutely uh anything with high concentrations of aether like say atheum uh, mm -hmm. is easy to detect that's how a lot of sensory equipment works in fact so we can't just bury it in a hole I mean, they'd have to know where to look. It's true, but I don't know if it's just like, oh, you're you're near it within like a mile radius. I don't know the, the fact that it's just parameters. here in this seemingly abandoned building in the middle of the flooded district speaks to the fact that maybe it's hidden here for a reason, or maybe the containers it's in stop people from. You'd think this amount of atheum glass would show up like a sun on any kind of detection equipment, especially mm. considering you have orbital imagery of this place that would indicate mm. that the Cole Foundation has access to, like, satellite equipment that would be able to detect large outputs of Aether. But maybe that was part of the... But maybe part of the, um, like, signal blocking was, like, blocking whatever frequencies the that stuff puts out. Totally possible. possible. Could I could I take a look at the containers? Uh, is there any empty containers, or are they all full? All the ones that you find are full. I, I want to uh, poke around with one of the containers to try and figure out if maybe that's what's stopping this, um, basically sending out this, the Aether signal, I suppose. Yeah, easy enough. Um, you would be able to determine very quickly that you think these are shielded containers because they are all lined with lead. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Do it. Do it. Mystery solved. You're welcome. Are they sealed or are they like like moving boxes? You can just like crack the little things on the sides and open the lid. I mean, it's a little bit more complex than just like a Tupperware top, but yeah, you can crack them open fairly easily. They're openable. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, they have rubber made here. <laughs> <laughs> they burped them before they put in the glass. So, yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. A Rubbermaid elemental? No, no, I'm scared. I mean, it's dishwasher safe. I don't know what yeah. you Nothing should be able to spray it. with heat or water. It's it's invulnerable. Airtight. Mm -hmm. It's full of soup. 
<laughs> oh, soup elemental. Oh god, no thanks. An elemental? Elemental. There's something. I have to go. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm done. A tiny soup elemental Oops. living inside of a rubbermaid elemental. Piloting it like oh. some kind of small mech inside of another mech. <laughs> so wait, are we are we moving all of I'm this? Not, I mean, to I the know. ocean. Is that what's happening? I mean, the ocean's straight up I can off the balcony. We can Is literally it? just push it off. Dump it. Just push. Mike, can we do that? Can I say that I... Well, I, I don't... I'll just go out and look down. Is it a straight drop from this balcony down to a, a watery plunge? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Here, well, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Why is directly outside of the building more hidden than here in this building? Because they can look through the building. They'd have to have submersible gear to go underwater. Is that hard to come by? I don't have any. I don't I don't so, know. I don't go swimming. Am I supposed in to an be ocean very often. impressed with the things that you have? No. <laughs> wow. Never okay. Are. Um, so the bottle episode happened really early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I pull out my gun and I shoot Oswald. Pull <laughs> up a new character. Fuck. <laughs> you got to impose more conditions than that, Reed. <laughs> Just what, shoot him murder? three times. Yeah, I, I mean, three no, times. I shoot I shoot him once, pick him up by his throat, and then I throw him <laughs> off into the water where he doesn't have any submersible equipment. <laughs> um, Can Oswald gonna, fly, I'm, actually? Can no, he? No. Damn it. Oh, that would be so good if he could. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, um, I'm going to go try to get on the metanet again. I'll be... Just leaving this whole situation. Ooh, <laughs> um, is that going to be? Isn't thing? that going to be safe? I have a person. All of our stuff is on the table. I have a. Oh, you have port. the personal one. That's right. <laughs> you want to try that. just accessing the metanet, or are you straight up meta diving? It worked so well last time. So well last time. Nah, I got two conditions. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> just asking. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just gonna go like send a message to the to um wow, I haven't looked at character names in a while. Um or NPC names. Somebody at the Cole you Foundation? Know. Yeah. Who specifically? There's Operations Director Silvaro, there is Yeah, I mean we should probably check in with um Silvaro, right? Like, I think. Possible. Everybody else. Yes, that's probably the best person to contact. You know the Technically, the head of the Cole Foundation aboard the Storm's Repose is Proctor Jalvin Frost, who I don't right. think you've met personally, but you are aware of him. But I'm trying to remember who gives us the mission briefings. That's like, Silvaro. Silvaro. Oh, Silvaro. Yeah. So it should it should it should probably be Silvaro. Yeah. So I will send a message to her, like just a mission update with you know relevant information that we've discovered, and also, um, hey, BT Dubs. Lord General Moonstone ain't a real person. I was gonna say, and also what, we're stuck. What consists of relevant information? Uh, okay, maybe I'm gonna ask this. Um, <laughs> kind I, of a prevalent question, <laughs> pertinent question. Um, well, I mean, okay, so it's probably just like a mission update, right? So we landed on. Ta- hey, just give me a second. See you making faces at me, Olivia. We landed I was, in. I was just gonna say, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Please come get us. There's anti-aircraft. Okay, bye. We've installed um, ourselves as the Lord, the Super Lord Generals <laughs> of this planet. 
Like, um, right. I was thinking that earlier, like, oh, God, a different character would be like, why don't why don't we just take this? Uh, if only there were two bards in this party. Yeah. We arrived in Talgan City. We infiltrated the confidence of Lord General Moonstone's um, government under the guise of archivists. Mm -hmm. We were able to use that to convince various levels of command to meet with Lord General Moonstone. We tried to dig up as much information about him beforehand using various resources, such as his propaganda hall and questioning civilians. Turns out, not a real dude. And there are there were a small faction of strange hog folk who had made this guy up and convinced everyone he was real, possibly through the use of brainwashing and uh, uh through brainwashing using a localized meta net but don't worry up. they're neutralized now <laughs> they have been neutralized yes there's a bunch of anti-aircraft so we can't leave please come get us <laughs> and is... my quest and and mike i see you making faces at me do you mention the atheum glass well there's no way to hide it yeah well, unless we literally, well, unless we throw it in the ocean, it which is the question. But you're not going to get in trouble if you don't mention it right away. So, like, like you said, this isn't necessarily your mission report. This is just an update. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, kids, it's easy and fun. The the update here is just talk to Lord General. Lord General, not real. Now we trapped. Please come save us. Yeah. Help us. Please. And you are sending this to Operations Director Victoria Silvaro. Hello? Hello? Yes. Okay. You are immediately aware of the fact that any datapad you have can connect to the metanet. So that's yep. good. I have bars. Sending the message out seems to be successful. You get the little like message sent mm -hmm. indication. There is no immediate response. She left me on red. Well, it looks like we live here now. Oh, well. You don't know what time it necessarily is of Over the Storm's Repose. You don't necessarily know what her current situation is. You and also, yeah, no, like, and I was I was kidding about that. Like she, like it's nighttime. She has Oracle Zero on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, only the important <laughs> groups can reach yeah. me. She's going to get up in the morning sense. and be like, my my subject line is going to read, uh, Lord General Moon... Oh god, what's a good clickbait title? <laughs> Lord General a deep fake? Not <laughs> clickbait. <laughs> the effectively email that you sent, yeah, you you don't know if anyone on the other end has seen it. Well, yeah, I don't know if when she's going to receive this or read it, or get back to me, so we have some time to figure out what we're gonna do, and I don't know, maybe take a nap. Should we call Duma and let him know, uh, hey man, don't fly here, maybe? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about time when I was gonna call him back anyway. Uh, Duma, you still there? Duma is still here, and you are still alive! This is good! Yep. 
Um, Are other members of Oracle Zero still alive as well? Yeah, here, let me put them on speaker. Say hi to Duma, everybody. Hello. Hi, Duma. <laughs> yep. Hello, everybody. All right, Duma. So there's going to be... I've sent a message to uh, head dir- director Sylvanas. Syl- Sylvanas. No, wrong thing. Sylvaris. <laughs> I'll be close, though. Operations director um, Silvaro? Sure, that one. No, I would remember that. Silvaro. I've had sent a message to Silvaro uh, updating her on our situation. Not our location. Uh, and location. I'm just going to write comment. There is quite a bit of anti-aircraft that, you know, is not, if you don't land in the right place, right? Um, and we're not in the right place, and we can't really get to the right place. So do not come for us unless you want to die. And if you did, I'd say, Duma, do you want to talk about it? Duma does not want to die, but Duma That's- is willing to attempt daring rescue. I don't think it's particularly necessary. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, Amari says don't do it, so... Please don't. He's begging. Does Amari need robot dropped from great distance? Duma, he's on his hands and knees, begging you Uh, not to come and get us. Please Please listen to him. Good gods. Why the... Duma does not need to rescue you, it is fine, but Duma is wondering if Mr. Amari would like his mech. No, it's a little damp here. He's not on speaker. Damn it. (laughs) Nah, he's good. But, oh man, he's repeating all the names of his many children that he's left behind, begging you in their names not to come and save us. That, that seems weird. Listen, Duma, I'm going to let you go. Just uh, hang out. I got to go comfort Amari. He's, oh God, he's inconsolable. Have I told any of you about, like, my kids at all? <laughs> nope. Great. So how the fuck did you know that? <laughs> hey, you know I'm a wizard. Yeah, I know about yeah, your many does... children. How? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> well, Just because you said you something. Really, I got you really drunk at the bar. <laughs> uh, okay, are, that's good backstory. Are your many children a secret? You're like a I war don't... hero. Right, but are you Googling me? Well, Florian's not, but... Well, okay. <laughs> you guys are fine. Don't you yeah, Google we got No. We got, really, we got really pissed at the bar and exchanged our <laughs> dark back. <laughs> just gotta click that you know, like, uh, that friends. personal life really? tab on the archive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Duma, we'll see you uh, probably soonish. Hopefully. Anyway, stay safe. Okay. Bye. Well, Beep. I guess there's nothing left to do but open up these uh, containers and start experimenting. Uh, and I'm Is there gonna. Any food? Oh, good idea. There doesn't appear to be. Just have like a freaking cliff bar in my bag or something. Unless you feel like eating a strange cyborg cog. Mm. I don't. Okay, that's good. Probably wouldn't end well. Probably not. Eventually you do get a message back from Operations Director Victoria Salvaro. The message is brief and simply states extraction impossible at current location. Good and cool. No, exactly. We can't get out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are at an impasse here and I don't know what to do about it she's just like ah you guys live there now <laughs> I uh actually my response is can you please call <laughs> question mark question mark question mark and pretty quickly you would get a direct line calm call from operations director Silvaro. there is no video but there is audio 
and it's a little spotty here and there. Mm. You're not quite sure where the storm's repose is in orbit around the planet. You, for all you know, you're transmitting through the planet. Oh, true. It's easier than you think. 5G. It can be, depending on your connection uh, and depending on the machines you're using with a, a basic kind of smartphone type device. Uh, it's it's spotty. But uh, yeah, she says, I wish I had better news for you. Isn't there, but isn't there something you could do, jam, somebody could do jamming the anti-air uh, anti-air stuff for um, a minute to get so that Duma could come and get us and we could get back. If we were a properly outfitted military vessel, maybe. The Storm's Repose um, does not have those sorts of capabilities. What should we do with this giant stockpile of uh, atheum glass? I'm sorry? Oh, we, well, we found, uh, after we discovered that uh, Moonstone was a ruse, uh, we discovered a very large um, stockpile of this atheum glass material that they seem to be using as weapons. We were waiting for you to get back to us to update you on that yeah. as well. I assume your mission report would have quite a bit of details about how this warlord is apparently not real as well. My questions are many. Mm. Yes, for us as well. But as I said, unfortunately, at this time, we do not have the resources to extract you from your current location. If you manage to move even farther north, or perhaps get out of the city somehow? You know, we'll keep looking through the building and see if we can find anything, but it might take a while, so... Perhaps if oh, you, you found your way to the roof your pilot might be able to extract you. The problem we seem to be running into is there is anti-aircraft weaponry that is still within range of where we are currently, so even on the roof, it would be... That is the precise logistic issue which anyone dispatched from the dragon, the Storm's Repose, would run into as well. Alright. Well, we'll um, keep looking through the building and see if we can scrounge up something to get ourselves further north or outside the city, and we'll contact you again. Good luck. We'll see you when we see you, Commander. Operations Director. I would have said the right thing. Director. You can spend an experience to save <laughs> no. thing if you want to take it <laughs> You could take a void die to say the right thing. I call her mom. I'd rather do that than take a okay, void dice. I love you. No. Um, and I'll hang up. Deep. Well, I guess we do live here now. So, um, I guess I'll put up curtains or something. Oh, good. Uh, Mike, do we... What did we hear about the Underground or an organization called the Underground? That is what you heard. That it, that it, it exists <laughs> and it's called the Underground. Okay. There so is an sure. organization called the Underground. I didn't think I wrote down everything there was to know about it, but apparently I did. Um, so, go me. Well, they live in the clouds. Uh, names a red herring. I believe you did hear that they were attempting to smuggle people out of the flooded district, and that yes. a lot of the Lord General's security forces were located in the flooded districts for that precise reason. Yes. Uh, but we but who knows if that's true or not? 
Right. Your so, source on that one is a little bit more reliable, maybe, in the form of that orcish fellow you met named Brother Hune. Brother Hune, yeah. You seem pretty, um... Is it time for me to metadive to go find him? Didn't you just decide to not do that because you have two conditions? Two conditions. Yeah, but... Okay, and but that was just to send a message to our boss. This is to right, send a message to a cool NPC. Right, and wouldn't it be just way See? more narratively fun? I'm just, nope, nope, just fun, just fun. I'm just going to go halfway and just kind of cut you off. Uh, well, hey, this is a good time. Mike, how does one get rid of conditions? One has to get to a downtime session. Well, shit. <laughs> Never mind. I thought I could just sort of lie down for a while, but there are features that certain character builds have that can heal conditions, but I don't think any of you have those. Nope. Oh, because I was going to say, doesn't Florian have like medicine or something? Because one of my conditions is battered and bruised. I haven't oh. got there yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <sighs> just super dear Florian. Why are you just so useless? Ah. <laughs> No. I mean, I have this big knife, though. It's not for killing, though. It's for, you know, work knifing. It's a prop. Mm-hmm. It's a prop. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Honestly, It's a retractable yeah. blade. Yeah, it's a retractable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theater. No, theater no one knows where it goes because the blade is like three times the size of the handle. <laughs> like twice the width. Just a little mm-hmm. pocket, pocket dimension. dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, um, so my... When I... Like we haven't just, we haven't searched this whole building, right? Like we've mm-hmm. just sort of just this gone floor. on this floor. Yeah, we've seen almost um, none of it. Yeah, like there might be a boat somewhere. I mean, how the hell else did we get here? There could be a whole army of dwarves down below too. It's this so is true. Strong. I think we should. They could be the friendly too. Yes, I mean, I, I, we aren't doing. Do- <laughs> this is the part. This is the part of the game where you're in. Like, you're in a space, but you have to leave to keep the story going. And if we just stay here, nothing happens. Or oh. I go, or I can minute dive. So, so you mean the, uh, you and I's whole experience playing Amnesia, which is yes. me playing for ten minutes and then going, there's light here, I'm just gonna stay here for an hour. <laughs> yup. So um, are you moving out of this space, or are you holding up here for a while so that Oswald can experiment on the Atheum class? Ooh, that's another that can only end well. well. There's only one door out of here, right? There is one door that leads out into a hallway that has many doors, and then eventually right, there is probably some room. way leading down, because you are not yeah. on the first floor of this place. Nope. It's, All right. it's, Silent Hill. it's Silent Hill time. Time to check every door. Yeah. Wait till we get to the, the blue key, and then we'll have to come back up to the blue door, and we're going to open that, and it's going to give us the hall pass or some bullshit. I don't know. I've never played Silent Hill. Well, first you need I've, two halves of a seal. You combine that in a certain door. Then you have to solve that seal puzzle. That opens oh, yeah. the door. But, of course, then you have to deal with the guy with a chainsaw, and it's a whole thing. There's, it a is fucking, a whole thing. there's a poem on a piano about <laughs> birds, and it's going to take, like, fucking a half an hour to figure out. There's a maze on these grounds somewhere. You have Definitely to it's hedge underwater. Maze. Hedge maze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Underwater hedge maze. Ooh, Ooh underwater hedge maze. Uh, I'd listen to that. So maze. you are leaving the space not... and going to explore the rest of the okay. building? Yes, Maybe please. What? Yes. Unless Elliot is metadiving. 
which we're not doing. Elliot, I mean, she's not. I'm, I'm up for it if uh, you think Shay, that's a good idea. I mean, that's if that's you, your if, choice. Uh, Shay, if you meta dive and die, is it uh, okay if we donate your body to science? Possible. Shay, I think I'm going to suggest you come something. with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Just just check it. Leaving this room, you find yourself in a long hallway where many of the doors of this place are seemingly locked, mostly because this whole building doesn't have power, and a lot of the locking mechanisms would be powered by Aether. If you want to take the time to either pry these doors open or power them with your own Aether, you can absolutely do that. This appears to be an apartment building of some kind, and you were in one of these apartments. Oh, uh, well, we have plenty of Atheum to use. And I, I scurry back to the, to the room. I grab just a chunk of it, I guess. Uh, I don't know if there's like, if it's like in big cubes or anything, but opening up one of these containers, you would see that they are, they're contained in what looks like rough cylinders that are about a half a meter long each. Each cylinder contains a globule of metal, usually asymmetrical, usually raw. None of this stuff has been refined or worked, but it is in these little uh, containment cylinders. Uh, if it is, I guess I don't... I haven't been able to uh, study it, so I don't know if using it in this form is the best idea. Shit. Uh, I do still have the the rock that was given to us, but I think I used two of its... Uh, you did. You did. Uh, and those don't come back, correct? Those are just not until after it has given time to like recharge. Right. So theoretically, after the mission, uh, makes sense. Yes. <sighs> well, I'll take it. You know, I'll, I'll still take one. I'm not going to just eat it, uh, and I'll catch up with the group again. Cracking open a couple of these doors, you apparently have nothing but time. So taking some time to like Jimmy open one of these doors isn't hard necessarily it just takes time and effort yeah you find room after room of abandoned apartments some of them furnished some of them not some of them with clearly the remnants of people's lives just left behind here it is empty and silent and bereft of anything useful until you start getting into the lower floors that's when things start getting weird you find that the lowest floors of this place, specifically the first, second, and third floors, you are up on the eighth floor. But you're able to access some stairs and get down. The lifts obviously don't work here. But getting down, you would discover that the second and third floors of this place have been really redecorated. And by that, I mean a lot of the walls have been taken out. Structural load-bearing Stuff is still there, but other than that, it has been cleared out into one broad, empty space you can see from wall to wall of this building. It's like being in a construction site. And it appears as though this is some kind of living quarters, but it's the kind of living quarters you would see on a spaceship. A very small spaceship. There are very clean, very studiously looked after bunks bunks sealed containment things you're not quite sure what purpose they serve but it definitely looks like long almost coffin-like chambers with opened 
lids to them. All of them are open, and there are at least two dozen of them here. And they're all empty. And they're all empty. <sighs> the technology looks very similar to the stuff you saw upstairs. All of them are sized for cog. So there could be freaking this building. Cog xenomorphs running around. All of them are networked Xenomorph? in some way that you do not understand. There are thick ropey cords running from each of these cradles to connect with each other and little nodes of machinery that you have no real grasp on what they do or accomplish. There is a low table off to one side that is just like a long cafeteria table of some kind. And nearby you would find crates and crates and crates of what looks like processed foodstuffs. It is very, very basic rations. Enough to survive on and little else. There are several tanks of potable water that appear to be room temperature. Like, enough to drink, but not enough to enjoy, necessarily. And that is it in terms of amenities here. Is there any sort of evidence of life in uh, activity in here recently? It's not dusty. It's clean and it's definitely looks like this stuff has been used fairly regularly and you said it resembled a ship uh or at in least the interior of a ship yeah insofar as it is streamlined and obviously spartan. built to not take up a lot of space and very spartan yeah gotcha is that sort of like classic cog sort of design for these that you wouldn't know Whatever classical cogrish design was disappeared five thousand years ago. Guess that's true. So, yeah, impossible to say unless you're an expert in that sort of thing. Which I'm not. If All this right. is standard cogrish lifestyle, then boy, it it seems very utilitarian and kind of stark and awful. Mm. You do see several. It looks like workstations. But what is worked on in those stations? You're not sure. There are tools that look almost like surgical tools more than engineering tools. Perhaps used to install all the bits. Well, I guess everyone just look alive. That's what you find on the third floor. On the second floor. <sighs> it's a disco hall. It's weird. You find... It's really odd. <laughs> The same thing, the whole area has been cleared out, the the walls knocked down and replaced by just kind of a, a large open concept single space. The load-bearing structure is still there, but other than that, totally open. And for as far as you can see out to the walls, resting at about hip level for most of you and eye level for one of you, are just crate after crate after crate after crate after crate that look exactly like the ones you found upstairs. Well, so it's a really good thing that we didn't just try to blow the stash upstairs. Possibly world ending. Hundreds, thousands of these crates down here. And it looks like it's all packed up. It looks like it is being prepared to be shipped somewhere based on just the packaging that it's in. And there is little numbers on each of the crates indicating a sequence of some kind that you can't really it would take time to determine exactly what they mean 
Are there any, there's no logos or any sort of recognizable symbology or text or anything on anything? Like the food, the food stuff? No, if anything, that actually stands out as something that's disquieting. There's no writings or markings on any of this. Weird. Like, you would expect even, like, where a cord is connected to a piece of machinery, you'd expect some kind of, like, okay, this is positive, this is negative, or some kind of engineering, like, piece of, okay, there's some kind of, like, brand mark on this tool or something. And there's just nothing. This stuff is tailor-made to be anonymous, it seems. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. The other thing you find on the second floor, on top of all these crates, is a small armory. The armory consists of three racks in a small semicircle near the stairwell. It consists of four of those cattle prod-like devices that you saw, a large rack that looks like it could probably fit guns, but there are no guns here, and a large table that is organized meticulously with boxes and boxes of what looks like ammunition. What is the ammunition made of? It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. They're small cylindrical slugs with strange kind of indentations on the back. The front side is comes to a point, and the back side is flat and circular, and it you don't know how it would function or fire. There doesn't seem to be any athium component to it. Hmm. I don't know what this is. Put it back. But the ammunition is relatively useless, seeing as there are no weapons to accompany them. Yeah. Is, is there a way to, obviously not necessarily directly post onto the archive, but sort of start compiling a list of notes that I can organize into a more... Uh, I just almost updatable. Are you live? Are you live streaming this to the archive? <laughs> that is not something a, a field researcher of his level is capable of doing. No, I just have to. I don't know if it's like typing it up, like on a like on a, a wrist thing, or if it. I'm not. I'm not really sure how the interface works. You would generally be submitting fully written up articles that are then peer reviewed by the archivists. And then eventually they would be uploaded and you would receive your fee based on the quality of the end length of the upload. Oh, good. It's not like based on number of clicks or something. No, no, it's determined by an algorithm. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Even Uh, better. (laughs) Well, shit. Do you do anything on the second floor? Or you keep going, trying, going, trying to go down. Shall we see what's on the first? Maybe there's a basement. Maybe there's many basement levels. Well, in like, if this the whole city is flooded, I mean, is the first floor going to be flooded? When you get down to the stairwell, moving down to the first floor, what you discover is that the first landing, as you come around, just beneath that is a layer of water. Hmm. It indicates that the water here is probably about 10 to 15 feet deep. And no boats. There is a boat. 
What? It appears uh-huh. as though this layer of the building has also been totally cleared out, including a section that leads directly outside from the stairwell. Oh, oh I played I played this level in The Last of Us too. I'm ready. I know what to do. And there is a small boat that appears to be some kind of strange mechanical contraption. There doesn't appear to be any aether component to it. And it is what looks like a, a big sled with a few seats on it and this enormous fan on the back of it. Is there like a like a a pull cord somewhere? <laughs> you don't know precisely. Yeah. Does it look like there was room for a bunch of these things at one point? Looking outside, you can see that there is actually a small walkway that has apparently been constructed with pontoons that is attached to the side of this building. You can kind of like lean out from the landing you're on and see it. And it looks like you could probably fit quite a few of these things on here. And there's no connection. There's not like a walkway to the rest of the city. It just goes out and... uh, It's a small little dock where you could probably fit five or six of these things. So I guess they all up and left. And perhaps this boat is for those two up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's for us now. Oh, yes, well. But we don't want to go back up there and maybe uh, just poke around a little bit more. Grab a few more of these things. I hold up the canister. Eh? No? All right. Okay. I mean, I do. <laughs> but we also need to make our escape. Um, How are we getting out of the city? Well, we... Do we have a map? You have maps. We have, yeah, those, like, satellite view... Kinda, yeah. You have a satellite readout as well as old city maps that you can kind of compare to. Obviously, they don't I mean, match up one to one, but yes, we could just try to go out through this district. Yeah, who knows if the you know forces here are in complete disarray or not? But there's it sounded like they, uh, it sounded like they were. And anytime something like this happens, there's some sort of power vacuum, so hopefully they won't pay us too much mind. In the distance, you can still hear the crackle and buzz of distant gunfire, but that is quickly punctuated by a sound of some kind of roaring jet, and then a loud sound that is echoing throughout the city. It sounds like, and then there's a screaming hiss through the air, followed by an explosion. And then another shrieking sound, and then somewhere distantly, another explosion, and what sounds like an avalanche. What just happened? You don't know. It just—it sounded like a lot of stuff happening. If you had to guess, it sounded like a small shuttlecraft exploded. Yeah, it sounded like a a shuttlecraft got hit with um, some sort of anti-aircraft missile, and then weird. Blue Tiger dropped to the ground. Um, yeah, I'd love to get out of here. Because it's not like Duma can fly away, right? Like, we need to... I don't... We have to go get him, I suppose. No, we we have to get to a position where he can come and get us, and then tell him to come and come to our location. We should I mean, also I... make sure that he's not going to get shot down. Yeah, that's right. the thing that I'm yeah. implying with those words. No, I mean... 
even if we got back to the uh, the sky dock. Oh yeah, no, that's charge. not where we're going. I'm just, no, no, I'm just saying. Gonna, like, but that's obviously. where he is with the shuttle, so he's kind of. Uh, oh, I thought bones. he left. Yeah, I thought, I thought he, left he stayed too. on the shuttle. No, he is on the outskirts he... of the city. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. He parked oh. behind a rock and is covered with some sort of camouflage. We that talked I left. about yeah. him doing that, but we were also not actually. I got camouflage for him. It cost me zero dollars, but I put in the effort. But one experience point, right? No. no it cost me no. Yeah. no. You had to spend XP I, to make I, sure the we didn't clear and obvious markings of the coal foundation yeah. were hidden. Uh, yes. yes, that's right. We we did have to do that, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you getting well, on this boat? Yes. Who's driving? I could uh, I could probably figure out how this thing works and I kick it, you know, a few times and then I uh rattle it around and maybe open it up, or at least I start to until somebody stops me. Anybody nope, got anything right. in piloting? Uh I mean I I know Amari does, but I also do. No, 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 no. I want to see him try to do this. <laughs> okay, but he breaks it. That's the uh, the the space ball game. Oswald, you want yes. me to drive? Can we drive? Do, do you know how to pilot this thing? I know how to pilot. Huh. That's better than I percent of that. <laughs> um, as as yeah. everyone knows, piloting skills are in fact uh, immutable across. Any yeah. and all crafts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. It's not a <laughs> bike, but it's a pilot. You're piloting mm-hmm. a bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like piloting a bike. I've never driven a car. I pilot a car all the time. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking way cooler. I'm a horse pilot. Really <laughs> 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 all right. Anyways, so I have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a specialization uh, called More Than a Machine. I don't know if that's going to be directly applicable to this because it is non aether based. But it is extra a machine. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's the most machine. <clears throat> so it it's it's more than a machine. It's like two machines strapped together to make one super machine. So it is in fact more than a machine. It it is the most machine it could possibly be. So probably applicable. So what you're saying is I know. So much. I know too much about this thing because I know more more than machine. I would say that specialization was written with the idea of piloting a mech that you are literally tapping into your nervous system and magical abilities. So no. <laughs> well, I tried everyone. Okay. I, I appreciate I appreciate the argument, uh, but I do not feel that is the intent of this specialization. Okay. But you well, do have a D6 in piloting. I do have a D6 in piloting. And they don't know that I don't know how to drive this. So I'm going to act like I do and pretend that I know how to pilot this. So I'm going to say that's pretty bold of me. Great. That sounds very bold of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Because uh, that gets me a D10. Got any Aether to throw behind this or possibly Void Dice? Um, will Aether help me in this situation because of the like nature of this machine? I mean, you can use, or do I not know? You can use Aether like internally too. Yeah. That's all I do. Um, yeah. So you can use it to focus your own innate abilities as opposed to attempting to channel it through machinery. Just make my arms real good at pulling that ripcord. Sure. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll throw in a uh, 
Aether die, um, which gets me an extra D8. Yeah, I would say, since you really don't have any basis for understanding this technology, and it is a form of piloting you're probably not used to in terms of boat piloting as opposed to mech piloting, this is going to be a hard roll. Okay. So 20 is the number to look for. Oh, terrific. That didn't make it. 14. God damn it. I get this. I get a D10 for A3 or uh, for boldly and it fails me. All right, Mike. Take your, take your void die. Take your void die. Gladly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, how many to be? Okay. 14. Just one for now. Six. Go back Got up to 10 two. on that. Okay, so that puts me at a 24. Okay. So, That'll do it. take some doing. You, you definitely have to sit in the pilot's chair and kind of analyze it. But there are certain universal truths, despite our joking earlier, about piloting things. There are, if you, okay, something needs to control the acceleration. Something needs to control steering. There, there are certain things that are going to be universal. Whether or not they appear functionally the same is going to be different no matter what you're driving. But their actual purpose and function is going to be the same no matter what you're doing. So once you figure out, okay, this is the accelerator, this is the brake, this is the uh, steering, pitch and yaw and all that stuff, it's not super hard. Getting the hang of exactly how this thing accelerates is another matter entirely. As a fan boat, it drifts in a way that you're not necessarily used to. But after some trial and error and bumping into a few buildings, you are on your way. This thing is hardy enough that it can withstand a couple of impacts, at least. Oracle Zero, Talgan Drift. (laughs) (laughs) What is your heading? So after we do a couple, you know, cookies, you know, water donuts, um, I I, I guess, who's got the map of this? Who's got access to the satellite scans? You've all got it. I think we all do, yeah. Where do we want to go? Well, Director Sil- uh, Silvaro said that basically we could either get out of the city entirely or head further north. Where does further north put us? Because the flooded district was which direction district. of the city? That is the north district. Heading okay. further north would point you towards the ocean. Probably sea monsters out there. Gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's just I, become pirates oh yes nope i could nope, i could that idea a, i could use a campaign where we're pirates for once you know <laughs> your character voice is close enough where are you going amari <laughs> north north yes is. i think that's an excellent idea away from the gunfire heading the north waves. you cut through flooded streets and move through ruined buildings occasionally having to backtrack when the maps that you have available to you don't account for buildings that have fallen over and collapsed, blocking your way. There is slow going, because there are no necessarily straight lines for you to just really gun it down. Occasionally get a long thoroughfare that you can coast through, but this is a a weirdly quiet ride. The fan behind you, despite the rapid acceleration that is generating force to drive you forward, isn't actually making a ton of sound. The fan itself makes a like sound as it spins, but there is no engine to roar as you drive up the acceleration. Whatever's powering this is very quiet. It's a small hamster, but it's drinking like 
water that's been just it's got a little atheum glass shard just mm. right in there it's, what is loud strong. is the sound of aircraft above you there is a roar as something sweeps over you with a spotlight rolling across the water of the street that you're on Ooh. the spotlight will pass over you and you see this hovercraft, what you're not quite sure its absolute function, but it will jet past you, moving much quicker than you are, the light sweeping past you, but then it'll get about five blocks down ahead of you and begin to do a hard turn back in your direction. Okay, that ain't good. Is there a way to tell what kind of vessel? It is dark. It is some kind of low-flying hovercraft. Probably an attack craft of some kind, based on the glowing weaponry that is slung beneath it. Can I identify it, given my time uh, in the military? Oh, fuck. You would say this is a pretty standard urban security vehicle. Okay. can probably carry like 12 people or some shit, or is it like a patrol car? It can carry a small squad, usually uh, roughly, probably based on the size, probably six, seven people. Okay. And that includes uh, who's ever piloting it. The armaments are supposed to be non-lethal, but the strange... But also this city was controlled by a weird, terrible warlord recently, so who knows? (laughs) No, it wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. All you do know is those weapons begin to glow with a violent red light. As hard left is moving towards you, you pull a hard left. Yeah, hopefully there's not a wall there, Mike, in your in your kind of mindscape that you've created. No, I think we are in a chase now, which is going to mean you are in a roll off against the enemy pilot, or what you perceive to be the enemy pilot. It's a roll off. It's a roll off. So your piloting skill versus the piloting skill of the creature that is now clearly having seen you turning suddenly and bringing its weapons to bear on you. I'm going to be spending a void dice right about now. As this pilot is clearly trying to track you, and you want to take a hard left and try to break its line of sight. So this is going to be another piloting roll from you, Amari. Okay. And if anyone else wants to try to help in some way, they can. Yeah. Would you like one of my D4s in pilot? I'm not going to tell you no. I mean, yeah. Great. Who's got pilot? How many people can help with this? Well, there's helping with the actual role itself, which anybody Mm -hmm. with the pilot skill can do by adding their talent die to this. Or if somebody else has some bright idea about how to waylay an attack craft, they can certainly try. Sounds like Elliot's helping with a D4. (laughs) Okay, I will take the extra There are other ways I could help, but we're going to wait for it to be a little more dire. Mm -hmm. I do have my... Pistol, I could roll, I could give you my ranged weapons uh, die, which is nothing. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's Elliot with the pilot die. Does the, the, the capsule that I have, does it, uh, the material inside, does it have an aether pool to draw upon? It could, if you were touching it. Could I open and touch it? You could absolutely open this containment unit, yeah. Yeah, that is what I do. Okay. There is a low hiss as... Uh, uh, Amari is banking and rolling what? I should probably tell you what I'm rolling. Uh, so this is a, a piloting thing. So I've got a D6. I've got Shay's D4. 
and then I'm just doing this as quick as possible, um, mm -hmm. not trying to do anything. So I'm going to go again. This is still pretty bold of me to just fuck it. Let's go. Sure. They rolled a 14. Nope. 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 Again, my D10 <laughs> in boldly looking screwed me. Um, got a one on my tactics. No double ones, though, correct? No double ones. Okay. So I'm going to have to spend a void die to try and get this. Uh, that that was a ten total. Ah, I see. Yes. What did you roll? I'm gonna have to spend another void die. Did you roll a one? I got a two. No, I got a two. Okay. Yeah. Two brings us to twelve. It's a seven on that, so it's gonna be a nineteen. Nineteen. I hate dice. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> I spend so much money and I like, pick out nice ones and just, my hands are cursed. They just betray me. <laughs> hey, they I'm do. the one with cursed hands. You know what? Fuck it. I'm using different dice. I'm using my Andre Genie ones. These ones The crazy. centrifugal right. force of the of the rolling turn, Oswald, is enough to send you to the side with a hard motion as you open up this canister. I need you to give me some kind of hold on to this check to hold on to this. Sure. I don't know what kind of check that would be. Well, certainly uh, uh, forceful or quick would probably be an appropriate tactic. Uh, Yeah, let's go with swift. And then I don't know. Can I assist with this? Yeah, because I would say, oh, I don't know. Athletics would probably be an appropriate talent. Or... Oh, that's why I asked. <laughs> no. No, don't have that. Um... Possibly survival. Mm hmm But what about planetology, Mike? Does planetology... <laughs> yeah, less... Calculate. Yeah. I it... use the physics yeah. mm -hmm. of... <laughs> it applies less than you'd think. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just physics. I also specialize in physics, so, you know, just... No, no. I have Swift. Uh, ooh, that's the wrong guy. Smaller one. There we go. Okay. That's what I got. You, uh, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assist with this. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't watch this happen. Yeah. What are you adding to this? Uh, I'll add my athletics, which is a d6. Okay. So adding... that this is like a complete roll. <laughs> I would ask if you wanted to add any aether to this, but seeing as you already went all in okay. during this mission... Yep. You are sans aether at the moment. It's true. So if I absorb the aether in this thing, mm -hmm. can I have it back? Gotta get it out of the containment unit first. Yep. That's true. fair. True and fair. Alright, well I'm just gonna roll these and see how it goes. Yeah, please. Um I would say this is a fairly easy roll. Like you're just holding a thing. What is uh what is easy, Mike? Ten. I got a nine. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> it's not just me. It's not just me. Not just you. Husband, I yeah, feel yeah. for you. I feel for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I got an eight and a one, so literally the best and the worst I could have gotten. I'm... Was the one on your Swift? No. Okay. Uh, no, it was on the, the thing that Florian gave me. Okay. Hey, listen, I went all in. I'm I'm feeling really rough right now. Oh, hey, me too. Totally get it. Hey Mike. I have a gift for you, and it's oh, yes? a void die. Huzzah! <laughs> My favorite gift. Yeah, I know. 
So it, I, I mean, I'll roll it, but it, no matter what, yeah, uh, that's four, so 13. Yes, no matter what, but if remember, if you ever roll a one on a void dice, you must immediately add a second void dice. That's true. Yeah. That's and you also had a p- the potential to roll a critical success, too. Also true. Yes. But leastways, yeah, you managed to hang on to this thing and jimmying off the lid, you then cool. pull out this large, oh for you, like basketball-sized <laughs> chunk of athium glass. It's really smooth to the touch and this large of a chunk you can clearly see the ribbons of crystalline athite kind of worked its way through the metal and it appears to have almost a a a lacquered sheen over the metal that is crystalline upon closer inspection this seems like a good time to take this out of a canister Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely if they shoot our (laughs) bow it's gonna explode For the moment, it appears as though you've broken line of sight. Amari, what is your next move? Uh, what visually, where are my, what are my options here? You are in a corridor of buildings. You see mm-hmm. that the street ahead of you, you are now heading in a westerly direction. It goes okay. for maybe a quarter mile before you see a building has collapsed and cuts off your exit. Every... Uh, 50 meters or so, you see that there are intersections to your left and to your right. Okay. Yeah, I'll go... I'm going to pick up speed uh, as much as possible and make a a right um, at one of the last possible uh, intersections I can. Okay. You can all see, craning your necks and looking back, that as Amari picks up speed, that attack craft wheels around following from uh, where you initially lost it. Its spotlight is flicking over the position that you're in, but it's clearly not... It doesn't have a bead on you. You managed to have gotten a bit ahead of it at this point. But as Amari, you would need to time it pretty well to try to cut right and lose it as its light is flickering on and off of you, which I would say is... would be challenging, at the very least. Okay. But you have an opportunity here, because you got ahead of it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, again, this is, because I'm speeding up and whatnot, this is, again, going to be bold. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. (sighs) Piloting D6. I am going to try and lose it, so I'm going to throw my last Aether die into this to make sure I do this correctly. So that gives me an extra D8. Do you want to go all in, possibly? I mean... I'm going to be out after this. No, I'm not going to because I can okay. leech. Uh, I can take stuff from my uh, my gun later if okay. I need to go all in eventually. Can you still can take I... stuff out of your gun anyways? If I go all in? Yeah, I don't you just can't use your own personal aether pool anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I'd be out either way. Uh, so, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go all in. Oh, fuck this. Okay. This is a good time. And, Elliot, yeah, you could absolutely add your piloting dice to this if you wanted to. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can have that again if you want. As well. Okay, so Mike, remind me and the listeners how going all in go. You know, works. when going all in, you treat it a lot like we treated critical damage in mm-hmm. fifth edition. You take the maximum number of dice that you could possibly roll, and then you add to that the number of dice that you actually want to roll slash have available to you, depending on how you're doing it, and you roll all of those dice. And that includes your your full uh, aether pool, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to need more dice. <laughs> okay, so that'd be... Oh, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, all right. Let me break out this freaking sweet 
good audio bit here where I grab <laughs> extra dice. Okay, I need lots of D8s. I would imagine that like Oswald wants to do something, but I think it'd probably be Florian who sort of non-verbally just like, you can put it back in. Uh, Amari has this. Um, Oswald just like has his hand, like like it's cracked open and Florian just like closes the lid <laughs> on it. Yes, you're probably right, old friend. Like, like we're just in a, like a high speed. It would just suck to have it. But think, think I could maybe turn it into a, a platypus or uh, perhaps uh, this conversation's it, happening while we're just fucking like, yeah, like Amari, yeah, we're shouting. Amari and Shay are like bent over the controls and like actually <laughs> getting us out of this. Okay, so let's see here. So my maximum aether pool is four d eight, and then I've got my oh boy, I've got my boldly, which is a d ten, my uh, piloting, which is d six, and the die from Shay's piloting. Mm-hmm. Am I forgetting okay. anything? Uh-huh. So, so just all of these in one go? Yeah. Yeah. God, this feels good. It's like I've got know, right? on something in 5e. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. That's right off the bat. 16, 21, 22, 25, 27, 31. Oh, this thing just explodes. <laughs> so right. I said this was a challenging roll, so that was uh, yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. You've got your critical victory. If you rolled four uh-huh. more, you double that. And as we've established with the critical victories, you get more options the more times over you've rolled. So if you got to think I got a nine five, on the void die. What did I get? <laughs> That gets us to 40. If you roll hey. five more, you'd get... I rolled, no, I rolled a 12. What do I get? No, I didn't, uh, I didn't do that. He has five void dice. It's fine. I don't yeah. care. We're all going to die here. What you get when you get a critical victory is you've got a few options. You can either try to do a finishing blow on the... Uh, opponent making removing them from the mission you can regain a spent aether die or you can alley-oop to the next player to act meaningfully that uses the same tactic as you Um, Mm. and when you alley-oop it they get to roll the tactics die twice okay um i think i'd like to remove this sort of uh patrol craft from uh from the rest of this uh scene yeah and since you've got uh, you went 20 over. That means you get two of these options. So can't really remove them twice. So I would say you could get one of your Aether die back. Not that you oh, can perfect. spend it because you've no. gone all in. But but Florian could leech it from me. That is totally I possible. I can't do that. Oh, you already used it. Oh, God. Yeah. And <sighs> also, I can't leech from people. That's true. Yes. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Reed. Yeah, no, I got you. Working on it. <laughs> So, as Uh, you sweep hard to the right, what does taking these fools out of the scene look like to you? So, as we uh, bank super hard to the right going around this corner, they try to make it. And as they're coming around the corner, they're scraping directly up against the building and going until there's like a statue that's got like an outstretched like hand with like a torch. And it just is 
too stiff and it bisects the entire like uh, thing, separating it into two pieces as it tumbles and crashes into the water behind us as we speed away. And we Jesus don't look Christ. at the explosion. We do not look at the explosion. I cannot Oz stress Oz that Oz. enough. I'm Florian going to spend holds Oswald's head so that he doesn't don't. look back. Three oh, void so dice. Stuck. You don't look back at the explosion. <laughs> and oh, good. the explosion does light up the street that you're now hurling down for a brief moment. There is the clatter of debris and the rain of falling attack craft chunks. There is also a sound, a a roaring, ripping sound that keeps going after way longer than the remnants of an attack craft falling into ruin should go. And that is when some of you turn to look back. And mm-hmm. you see a single individual flying, a stream of red energy coursing behind them as they move through the darkened skies in what looks like a suit of form-fitting powered armor. Fucking A. Oh, Oswald, you should have taken that jetpack. Yes, I should have. Now that <laughs> is a mech suit. As a raptor-class mech begins chasing you and shooting at you. Hooray! And now we are in initiative as this oh. thing opens fire on you. Well, shit. This operative will fire at you with three of those aether or those void dice that I just spent. And they are firing at let's see. Well, it is the professor who is glowing currently because of the atheum glass that you are holding in your tiny tiny arms. That's yeah, true. Be a fool not to shoot it. <laughs> Be a fool not to shoot at it. <laughs> Why don't you give me some kind of uh, reasonable ability to dodge roll? I've got perception. Seeing this coming would probably help. Yeah. Let's see. Probably swift would be important as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not the best, seeing as I don't have much in it. No, I don't want that one. D8. And I have already gone all in, Mm -hmm. so I can't do anything. So, and they rolled a 25. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, well, then I won't bother doing anything else because I, there's no way I can beat that. Um, Oh, there's always a way. But I'd have to use, what is it? Three void dice? I mean, you don't have to start with three, but three would definitely be optimal. And also to immediately succeed an incredible roll, which is 25 or higher. Uh, it's four. Oh, is that? Oh, shit. Cursor rolls, Mike. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, that's all I can do. So, yeah, we can do. Remember how that wasn't originally part of the rules, and then we, as a group, all came up with that option <laughs> to yeah. just insta It's a good option. It's it a good is. Option. It's a good option. Yeah. Uh, Collaboration. Five. Yeah. So how? <laughs> Double critical victory for this operative that hits you. Do you want to try to mitigate this with void dice, or are you just taking it? I don't think I could take it, uh, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, I'm going to have to use void dice. Uh, um, Enjoy them, Mike. I mean, have you taken any conditions yet? 
No. Okay. So but this thing is this thing is uh does this does it look like it could kill me in one blast? You with that roll, you have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm gonna use a void die at least to bring up so it's not beating me by twenty. Um, yes. At the very least. Okay. Uh, five. Way to go, me. Um it's now ten. Uh I'm gonna use another one. Uh, okay. Another five. Well, it could be worse. No, it's uh, only beating you by ten. That's yeah. That's just a single critical. Okay, it's a single critical. Mm-hmm. Are you spending another void dice? No. Okay. No. This bolt of red hot energy lances at you. It hits you, not the athium glass you are holding. So that's, that's something. It. Yeah. Uh, you are going to be taking a condition. And I'll leave it to you to name it if you want to. You don't necessarily have to give it a name. Uh, Extra crispy. You are extra crispy. (laughs) Original recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we did have well done uh, last session. (laughs) That's true. Thematically. uh... Oh, yeah. The operative will now pass it to uh, Oswald. Uh, I I imagine it like. He he's sort of rocketed forward from from the the blast, uh, maybe into somebody else, uh, probably Florian. And say, well, that wasn't very nice, was it? Here goes nothing. Uh, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna go right back in because th- things are serious here. Uh, I'm gonna grab the uh, uh, Atheum glass and I'm going to try once again to let's it worked before, although I had to use a lot of uh, aether. But I'm going to try and gravity well this this individual and just uh, pull it down. Okay. Give me a, a spellcraft roll then. Cool. What kind of aether pool are we talking on the on this thing? This large, like I said, compared to you, it's about basketball size. For everyone else, it's like orb sized. You know, classic orb size. Um, yeah, orb. <laughs> you know that orb. Fushigi, well, bigger than a fushigi ball, probably. But <laughs> I, I would say like a, a like a crystal ball size, a large like a dragon orb. ball, like a dragon ball, like a dragon, like a dragon ball. ball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Okay. A Namekian dragon ball. I was just about to say. Mm. Was it? <laughs> it's important to distinguish. Is it? This bird is still the size of Krillin. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say I am the Krillin of this party. Um, You're season one Gohan at best. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so what does what the uh, Aether Pool look like for this thing? The aether pool on this is five. Who? Oh, that's me. Well, that's cool. I guess I'll use four of those. Okay. What is your current aether pool? Uh, zero. No, what is your total size? Oh, uh, four. Okay, so yeah, that's the most you can use in one that's go without awesome. going all in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm just going to be spending a couple of these real quick. Not bad. 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, 27. Okay. Uh, which beats their 23, albeit barely. Ooh. You see them dragged down out of the sky above you to the point where you all get a really clear look at this 
person. They don't get dragged out of the sky, but they get pulled down. So they're mm-hmm. right above you, still flying and fighting it. But you see this crisp, white, gray, full-body suit of armor that this person is wearing. It doesn't appear to have any visible visor, as far as you can see. It's just a blank, white face mask that seals with the helmet. There is a series of large, bulbous shapes at the back of the shoulders that seem to feed into the main jetpack apparatus at their back. There are lines of blue and dark red aethite that run through this armor. It doesn't appear to be holding any weapons, so whatever they shot you with is part of the suit itself. Hmm. Cool. Most disturbingly, you see the emblem that is etched on the chest plate. And it is of a shield with a black obelisk at its center. Who are you passing it to, Oswald? I'm going to pass it to Shay. Where is Oswald looking right now? (laughs) Hmm? I'm passing it to Where is Oswald looking right now? (laughs) I would assume Uh, up. Up at it. I'm sort of like pulling it down. I'm going to risk it. Uh, And by I'm going to risk it, I mean I'm going to wreck it. What precisely um, are you wrecking? Well, okay, I guess my my question is, so is there there is aether from coming from this suit? Like I can feel the aether in this suit power. Oh hails, yeah. Yeah. And now it is very much close I, enough to affect. Yeah. And I want it to stop working so it stops fighting the gravity thing. Okay. Wait, is that gonna put it on us? Velocity's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah, right? Cause like it's not going to be going forward anymore, but we will be. I mean, technically it will still. I guess it depends on how... Momentum is also much. a funny thing, isn't it? It is. I, mean, it, I was it, not... It builds... I, didn't, I, I went the chemistry route, not physics. <laughs> and I was really bad at the chemistry route, by the way. I probably would have been better at physics, but alas. Okay. So we're in a boat going... <laughs> <laughs> so the train needs the station at night. Yeah, the thing is going, but it's also kind of going. This Stop. doesn't help. This is an audio. This is an audio format. I think the sounds are helping. Um, okay, yeah. You don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot of things. I would say do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it though, because like, so narrative. it would rule. Mm-hmm. And also, it'd be so cool. Be like yeah. a slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna wreck it. So that's a d6. Um, and this, I would argue for clever, if you would allow me. It does feel pretty bold, though, too, so... I would see, I could see arguments for both. Okay, great, clever it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, how much aether are we talking about in this suit? You reach out to try to feel for the aether in the suit. And a presence stops you. <gasps> oh, the powered suit. That's so bad. There is another will affecting the aether of this suit, and it stops you from affecting the suit. Oh, oh wait, like, like in its entirety, like I can't do anything with the suit. Somebody else is using the aether of the suit. Oh. 
like, say, another wizard. Wizard. V. Wizard. And now we are into a Dragon's Wake Wizards duel. Wizard duel! <laughs> One of them just happens to be in a flying mech suit. Now, is this other wizard preoccupied by the fact that it's being sucked down by a heightened gravity? Oh, look, there's a lot of preoccupation going on here. Don't get me wrong, but it they seem to be actively using the aether of the suit to fight uh, whatever Oswald is doing, so. Okay. All right. Fuck so, him up. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm, I might be a little confused. So does that mean I cannot make the suit, I can't wreck the suit, or I just can't use the aether in the suit to wreck the suit? The second one. Okay. So, sounds like I might have to go all in. That is completely up to you. Seems pretty thematically appropriate. Mm. I will say, having rolled for them already, as they attempt to fight your etheric override of their suit, they rolled a 23. Alrighty. As this Aegis operative, who Mm. may or may not be a wizard in a mech suit, does everything in their power to murder you all and resist your attempts at the same. Well, I'm a war hero. Too bad. I don't want to be murdered today, so... Amari quietly as he's driving. And so I use my max pool and then I can also use any aether I have access to currently. Mm. Yeah, okay. So I have two aether left, so I'm going to use those as well. Alright. Okay, so I'm gonna roll my talent and tactics voice. Ooh, those are pretty good rules. Okay. And then these are my regular ether atlas. And these are uh, oh, when I get a, another D eight because of my talent, my uh, rare talent, yeah. That and then this is my all in. Yoki. <laughs> so wow, math sure is fun to do with friends. Just rename the podcast Math Friends. Yes. Or at least Bad Math Friends. Joke's on you. My friendship is just a means of me tricking you into doing math. (laughs) No. Math-terial components? Yeah, that tracks. There's something. No. Math-terial exponents. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, no, all of those math puns got there. I have to go start a new podcast. <laughs> no puns allowed. It's only thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Damn. Hell yeah! Doom, which is fifteen higher than they got. So that is a critical victory. Do you want to try to take them out of the scene? Yes. Okay. So. How the math on this one works out is to remove somebody from the scene, you are doing what is called a finishing blow. Now, to do this, you can either choose to take the role you just did, which is admittedly very, very good, or you can attempt a new role using a new tactic or talent. And what you're trying to beat is their highest possible tactic die roll versus against their highest possible talent die roll. Okay. That is, in this case, uh, just going to be an 18. So you've already handily beaten that with your existing roll. That's true. Most of the time you're going to choose and not to do a re-roll. Yeah. And and frankly, the the way that I would want to take them out of the scene is 
involving my Aether tech shit anyway. So, okay, what does this look like? So, I think that what happens is that Shay briefly gains control of the suit, like just for the briefest moment, and like ch- changes like one of the jet positions to such a way, to, to such a, a, a direction that it starts going down with Oswald's spellcraft the the gravity thing it's like this it's like a slow-mo moment of uh like going through like the shot is like going through all like the circuitry and the the etherics within the suit and like a, a wire sparks and like it goes to quick motion and like the suit plunges into the water like just behind the the fan boat as we're speeding away and there's the the half second you catch of them as they're hitting the water, there is a very uncomfortable looking cartwheeling motion that's happening uh, as, as the jet is only firing on one side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as they plunge into the water, you lose sight of them. So just, just, I would have no way of knowing this, but is there a way that Shay can tell, is there someone in the suit or does it seem like it's just like a, animated armor situation you would have to crack it open and find out or spend a lot more time kind of reaching out with your feelings yeah i just wasn't sure if like that that connection of that like wizard duel shay could tell no not necessarily in that just brief flash if the duel had been more protracted then maybe uh, Maybe. because a thing about a wizard's duel is the idea that they are just fighting over the control of the Aether. In more civilized pieces of space, a literal wizard's duel is just who can control the Aether in the area. You're not doing anything with it, but once you control the Aether, that means you win. And that's the end of the duel. And then they shake hands and go about their business. How quaint. In the real world, it means you're using that Aether to kill somebody else. Yeah. Jay was pretty good at wizard duels in wizard school, so... Uh, what ha- I, I imagine I, uh, Oswald was obviously looking at this figure, and then I just see it like just like sputter, and then just <laughs> and I just what what happened? It just looks like you got him. Good oh, job, Oswald. Nice. <laughs> that stuff's really powerful. Good oh, job. Yes, on the back. Definitely, I'm putting that right back in the capsule. Amari, do you keep traveling north? Let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> I don't have time for this wizard shit. Let's go. (laughs) Jetting north, you now have a straight shot out towards the sea. Eventually, the buildings become more and more ruined as the water beneath you gets deeper and deeper. There is a smell that encroaches upon you as you hit the edges of the city, as more and more of it is in ruin. It is a, a briny, musty rot that you smell. And as you clear more and more buildings getting towards the edge of the city, probably takes you 20 minutes, but moving at the speed you are, you quickly find yourself edging towards the sea. There is no light out here besides that being cast by the stars and the glimmering shards of moon that are cascaded across the sky. The broken moon itself is visible in the distance, and that strange green energy in the shattered bits of it where the artificial gravity well is being built is still visible. You assume somewhere nearby is the storm's repose, but you can't 
visibly see it from where you are. Yeah, I think I get back on the horn and uh, tell Duma, you know, tracker. Because, uh, like, I'm assuming the communicator communication devices um, have, like, some sort of also tracking beacon in there of some sort. Yeah. This particular communication device is a tight beam, point to point, basically a walkie talkie. And it is meant to only communicate with teams to their pilots. And yes, he can home in on that signal. Great. So uh, tell him to home in on that signal. Okie dokie, will do. We should be far enough out that uh, you won't get shot out of the air. Ah, that he's good. Was not liking the odds of daring rescue. Yeah. Amari wasn't either. Again, I cannot, I cannot reiterate enough. Your lies are amusing, but Amari is too stoic for that. Yeah, I know, but it's fun to mess with him. <laughs> As you get out onto the open water in a fan boat, it quickly becomes clear that this craft was not built for uh, o- open ocean travel. But sticking close to the edges of the city, you're uh, a little less likely to capsize. As you wait, pretty soon the low-flying shape of shuttle number seven comes into view. Flying extremely low. Like, lower than it should with current operational standards. Hmm. But he is clearly trying to remain below the, basically, skyline of the city. Yeah. There. There's an awkward moment as you all figure out how to get off of the fan boat you're on and onto the shuttle, but with a little bit of low flying and a little bit of jumping slash throwing <laughs> people up onto an open hatch, it's not difficult. Do we have those harnesses like an air uh, <laughs> fucking Air Force One? <laughs> Want to spend an experience point to make that retroactively there? No. Okay. <laughs> We all have the yeah. I try and flap my arms. I don't know why. It just it it comes to Oswald. It does nothing, but yeah. Amari, as the door is closing, the last thing you see out in the city before the hatch closes is in the distance a small figure rocketing up to sit above the skyline, and it seems to be looking around, unsure of where its quarry got to, but you do see this figure clearly wasn't destroyed utterly by the falling into the water, but uh, it can't hurt you now. Whether it can see me or not, I give him a a little, you know, like, scout salute and then turn away and close the ramp. You put on aviator sunglasses. I've always had aviator sunglasses. Oh, before. right. Like, yeah, I have to take them off. No, I don't wear sunglasses. I was going to you and Axel both always wear sunglasses. I wore them first. <laughs> I wore Ray-Bans, but apparently everyone loves aviators. They're timeless. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Duma will greet you as you board the shuttle. Uh, and he was like, Welcome back, my friends! You did not die! Successful mission, then? Um, I mean, yes. Yes, alright. Really? 
uh, high, highly successful, I, I would say, probably. I mean, there's a bunch of destruction going on in the city proper, which is not great, but... Technically, our mission was not to prevent that from happening, so I, I think we're in the clear. So it doesn't feel good, though. Well, where are we going, then? Going back home? Duma, we're going home. I know that's just what you said, but I wanted to, you know... Sound like a cool guy? Yeah, yes. you did good. Thanks. Okie dokie, going back to Storm's Repose, then. And Duma will turn the shuttle, and racing out over the ocean, eventually picking up speed, will make for the upper atmosphere and then space. Glancing back, you see Talgan City shrinking in the distance. It looks undamaged from the height once you get up into the lower stratosphere, the lights of the city no less bright than they were several days ago when you arrived. There's no sign of apparent immediate violence that you can see. Maybe the flicker of fire here or there, but nothing too dramatic. From the reaches of space, it's easy to lose the, the small details on a planet, especially like Talgan Three. The perspective one gains from orbit always loses those fine details. Gone is any alliance you might have made with the underground, what enemies you made among the warlords, cadre, the friendly words of an orcish monk from this high up. They're all just pieces of those twinkling lights of Talgan City, lost in the maelstrom of quote-unquote civilization. Making it back to the Storm's Repose is an easy trip, silent but for the conversations you have among yourselves. Duma, very curious about what transpired, wondering why he lost contact with three days. I don't know how much you explained to him. I guess it's not that complicated, like, just the folks that had us captive, you know, fucked with the... the is that weird? I guess that's... I'm not sure if I asked this last time, but is it weird? To have a closed network that is not just a closed network, but a network that is completely cut off from the rest of the metanet. Almost unheard of. Okay. You you can have partitioned parts of the metanet, and certain corporations absolutely do that sort of thing. But to be removed from the metanet itself, you're you're building something that already exists. It's like cr creating a second river just to spite the uh, dam that is blocking the Colorado. Like, it's why. Seems like a lot of work. Unless it is to meddle in people's minds and close off a city for some particular reason. Hmm. Coming back to the Storm's Repose, you see that large, dangling city-like construct that hangs down from the large bowl-like superstructure of the ship itself. It is in near orbit around the moon, as you possibly suspected, but from the ground, it was just another star among a million. As you come into the shuttle bay, returning once again to that familiar location, you are met with familiar faces, familiar scenes, the somewhat sterile air that circulates aboard the ship. There's no chaos or gunfire or angry warlords with mind control devices here. You are safe. <sighs> And that safety and security lasts all of an hour until the alarms aboard the ship start going off as a proximity alert 
lets everyone aboard the Storm's Repose know that Empire ships have entered the system. Ooh, that's bad. Declaring the annexation of the Talgan Three planet. Oh, boy. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> like, this is why. That's yeah, no good. It won't take long before the Cole Foundation is told that its services are no longer required. That well, remaining humanitarian aid will be handled by the Conus Empire mm, to provide sure. for its new citizens. I'm sure it will. Well, guess we're going right back down there to pick up all that atheum glass. <laughs> we ain't getting close to this planet. Mm-mm. They blew up a fucking moon. Yeah, but they're not here. That's what I mean. You just turn the shuttle around and just go right back down. There are many platitudes and words given by the representative of the Empire. An officious-looking military general, admiral, you would assume, standing aboard their flagship, that says that the Conus Empire regrets what happened to Talgun Three and is taking personal responsibility for the disasters that occurred. The destruction wrought by the Empire needs to be addressed and recouped. The citizens of Talgan Three need to be taken care of by those responsible. Taken care of? That could be so many things. It's, it's like what a mob boss says. Almost demurely, the Cole Foundation would pack up. And over the next few turns, the other finder teams are withdrawn. All the resources pulled back in to the Storm's Repose. And Talgan Three is left in the hands of the Conus Empire. For now, there is some downtime to be had. There is rest and recuperation that all of you desperately need. And as always, where the Cole Foundation is concerned, there will be another mission. Sooner, more likely, rather than later. But for now, that is where we'll leave Oracle Zero. Until next time. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MatCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and Tabletop RPGs. Such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, 
be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.